Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Four days before the election and things are starting to get crazy. Who's supporting Trump? What's coming out about Hunter? It's a mess. The news is a mess. Everything's going crazy right now. Trump is campaigning like an animal. He is all over the place, visiting three or four different places a day. He's going to continue on until the day before Election Day. For a gentleman that is 74 years old, he sure does have a lot of energy. You don't see too many people campaigning in three or four different places. Hell, Joe Biden, you can barely get him past 10 o'clock in the morning. That's even with virtual events. So I would say Trump's doing a pretty good job um, getting out there, really trying to get people to vote for him and trying to correct a lot of the disinformation that all the liberal media outlets uh, continually put out about him. Uh, Interesting this week, uh, Little Wayne came out in support of President Trump, which was completely unexpected and possibly a, a nightmare situation for the left. When you have Ice Cube, Waka Flocka, uh, Little Pump, Little Wayne, 50 Cent, which is a weird one, but most of them are coming out in support of Trump. You know, that's that's going to be big for the African-American community because they have a lot of people that follow them. And you know how people tend to listen to who they look up to. If they look up to them as peers or as role models in any way, you know, they may follow suit and say, hey, Trump, maybe maybe is not such a bad guy. Maybe we should go that direction. So that would be good for us, bad for them. Uh, the one with 50 Cent was awkward. He tweeted out he wanted to be uh, 50 Cent, not 20 Cent, because of the taxes that Biden was going to raise up, and he's going to pay in New York in excess of 60% taxes. And his ex-girlfriend, who is a comedian, a white lady, said she to Jimmy Fallon on TV that she had to remind him that he was black. The, The real problem with that scenario is nothing screams racism like a white lady reminding a black man that he is black and openly says so on TV. And whether it's a joke or not, you know that if it was a conservative of any kind, if it was Trump, if it was any conservative at all that said that, they would have gotten hammered. But this lady just goes on by uh, really unscathed. Nobody said much about it. Except for naturally the conservatives, because we're all kind of shocked that you can make that statement and it not be a problem. And then she claimed on TV, I think she was on The View, she claimed on TV that uh, she had spoke with 50 Cent herself and it was okay that she let everybody know that he was joking around and he's actually a Biden supporter and she again was speaking for him. We didn't hear it from him directly, but you heard it through her. Again, nothing says racism like a white person speaking for a black person like they can't speak for themselves. So I don't know. Yeah, to me, things are so twisted around on what racism is and what it's not anymore. I guess what we see is actual racism the other side sees as no problem unless we're doing it because that's how hypocritical they are. But Trump's been having some pretty good fortune with all these rappers coming out, standing behind him. He also had Brett Favre announce that he stands behind Trump. Um, he's, he's been having a pretty productive week. Finally, the celebrities are coming out and saying they support Donald Trump and his agenda, other than the normal ones that you're used to hearing, like the James Woods, Scott Baio, um, 
Christy Alley, you know, th- those are ones that you'd expect. John Voigt, we already know the, you know, those, those are, they're very outspoken about being a supporter of Trump. But now these are other people that are coming out that have not or have previously not supported Trump or have not said anything about Trump and are now currently coming out and saying that they're in support of him, which is a good thing. You know, you would think that they're finally waking up and seeing the truth of the situation where you have two progressive candidates, Kamala Harris, excuse me, being one of the most progressive. Uh, She'd be probably worse than Bernie, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, I think they're taking one look at that and saying, no, thanks. We don't want none of that. So we better tighten up and, and get on the Trump train. So that's a good thing. Um, also, Tucker Carlson's been just killing it all this week, uh, you know, with the interview he had with Bobolinsky and uh, really exposing the corruption in the Biden family. It's so bad that some of these actions he did do post uh, being VP and some he did while he was VP, but all of them were gains for other countries by having access to somebody in his position one way or the other or with his family name so they can use that to enrich themselves and vice versa. You know, the Bidens obviously used their name to enrich themselves and their family. So uh, it's it's been a mess. Tucker Carlson's done a fantastic job exposing a lot of this. Uh, I'm going to play a clip or two here from uh, Bubalinski in case you did not get a chance to see Tucker. Uh, another interesting thing was uh, while Tucker was filming with Bubalinski, they got some more documentation that uh, was damaging for Joe Biden. And his producer was shipping it out to him. And the, uh, the package or the, the letter uh, got lost. They couldn't find it, and then when the company that was shipping it finally did find it, it had been tampered with, the documents were missing, and that went on for a couple days until finally the documents were recovered, but uh, who knows, that had they been altered or things they're missing out of them that were originally there, you know, that just, it seems to be very coincidental that something involving Joe Biden, that one particular item happened to go missing. I mean, if you're going to steal something in the mail, excuse me, or if you're working in a postal place, you're not looking to steal documents. I mean, they're not worth anything. Uh, You know, most people, if they're going to be in there and they're trying to thieve something, they're looking at the big boxes, TVs, and, and stuff that sounds like there's something good on the inside, not a flat envelope that's coming through the mail that you just know there's paper in it. It doesn't make a lot of sense unless there's an inside job. Now, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. It's just common sense would say, you know, it is questionable. You know how what what's really going on there, and you know there it may not be anybody linked directly to Biden or anything like that. It could just be another fanatic that's a Biden supporter that saw where it was coming from and where it was going to, and figured, oh, this can't this this whatever this is, it can't make it to its destination. So you, you never know. It, and these days and times, I wouldn't put anything past anybody because everything's so nasty right now. Everybody's treating each other so nasty that the hate is unbelievable between the two parties right now. We can't even sit down and have a civil conversation anymore. I I can't even remember the last time I myself could sit down and have a civil conversation with a Democrat without it getting out of control and getting messy. And it's just, it's, it's been terrible. It's not getting any better. And, you know, hopefully this election will silence some of that. Hopefully that uh, Trump will get reelected. 
things will calm down. I severely doubt the news media is going to apologize for having their hand in it and them trying to pin us all against each other. They are they tend to just double down, just like the left. It's like you, you guys do the same stupid mistakes every time, over and over again, and all you do is double down on the same mistakes, and you never learn your lesson. You know, it might be nice for a change if you'd actually come out and say, hey, you know, we, we tried, we're sorry, um, you know, it's – just we're passionate about it or whatever other excuse. And at least people would have some respect and say, okay, well, at least they came out and admitted they were doing wrong and, uh, you know, apologizing for it. Not that you would ever trust them again or watch, continue to watch their news because, you know, it's like anything else. You did it once, I'm sure you're going to do it again. But at least it would probably ease most of society knowing that, hey, we've been being duped by the media the entire time. One of the media outlets that looks like they're trying to save themselves right now, knowing how much the media is distrusted, is ABC. ABC actually did run a piece on Hunter Biden, finally. Most media outlets aren't giving it zero airtime. Fox News, you know, however you feel about Fox News, they at least have been reporting it. ABC did a little piece on it. Most other places gave it very little time, if any at all. Some just literally zero, and some only a minute of time. With everything that's come out, you know, it would make sense for them to show you what is actually going on with Hunter Biden and Bobulinski and not hide it because it makes them look more truthful. Unfortunately, they're not truthful. They're all in it for Biden, so they know it's going to hurt him, and they're going to try to bury it the best they can. Another one that just recently said something was NBC. They just came out and said there's a possibility that a, a second laptop seized during a DEA raid. So if that's the case, I mean, dude, this guy's got to be such a crackhead. Uh, who in the world leaves laptops all over the place never to go back and get them? I mean, you got to be a damn fool to leave laptops literally all over the place at repair shops and wherever else they're finding them, and you never return back to get them. I I mean, I'm not a rich man, and I guess maybe if you got the money and you're making multi-million dollars through shady deals with other countries, you can probably afford, if you just misplace a laptop, just go out and get another one real quick. But I know that if my laptop was missing, oh, I would know real quick and in a hurry and be panicking because most of my stuff's going to be on there. But apparently he wasn't concerned. So whatever was on those laptops, which looks like it was a lot, you know, between pictures of him passed out with crack pipes in his mouth and uh, pictures of him, you know, in different situations with women. And uh, there has been mention of child pornography. You would think that you'd go back, especially having that type of material on there going, you know, hopefully saying to yourself, uh, man, I really, I better go get that laptop. I'm going to get caught and get in a lot of trouble. But well, I guess when you're a crack monster, you know, you don't think of those things, you know, civilized people and, and people like myself and probably most of you that are not that way, you know, we're going to go track down our laptop. Uh, not for the same reasons. I doubt any of you have that on your computer, but for other reasons, like your music's on there, family photos, uh, programs that you need, documents that you need. You, you're not, you're not going to just leave it laying around anywhere. So it, it is interesting that this guy is just dropping laptops everywhere. But I want to play for you uh, just a couple little cut-up clips of uh, Bobulinski and Tucker Carlson. 
so that way you can hear a little bit of the interview for yourself and you can start to see how troublesome this is for the campaign, for the Biden campaign, and why most media outlets aren't reporting on it. So Joe Biden has not denied meeting with you in Los Angeles, correct? Correct. Tell us about the conversation that you had with him. Um, so I initially was sitting, uh, because I got there a little earlier, was sitting with Jim Biden and Hunter Biden, and um, Joe came through the lobby with his security, and Hunter um, basically said, hey, give me a second, I'll go over and give me 10 minutes to brief my dad uh, and read him in on things. And so then Hunter and his father and security came through the bar, and uh, obviously I stood up out of respect to shake his hand, and uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. So it was clear to you that Joe Biden's son had told him about this business. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. So what has become crystal clear is that Mr. Biden has been lying the whole time about not knowing anything about his son's business. In Joe's famous words, you're a lying dog face pony soldier. Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. <laughs> now, you know, Hunter profited big time off of all of these deals. And there's been a lot of speculation around why would an energy company hire you with literally zero experience? Well, how do you end up on a board of a company that you have no experience in? I would love that job. I don't know about any of you, but if somebody gave you an opportunity, let's just say to you know be on the board of a nuclear plant that you have no idea what they're doing there, but hey, we're going to pay you a few million dollars a year to just sit on the board. You know, hey, I'll sit on the board and Google as much as I can and look everything up and uh, act like I know what I'm talking about for that kind of money, figuring, hey, if they fire me after a year, I made a couple million bucks, so I'm doing pretty good. Um Bobolinsky did have something to say about that as well. Here's that one. So I just want you to assess once more. Is there anything about Hunter Biden's personal experience, personal qualifications that would justify him doing a deal in Kazakhstan? Uh, absolutely nothing. The only thing that he had was the Biden family name and the fact that his father at one point obviously was a sitting vice president and potentially would run as a future president. What is really so irritating about all of this is every single thing that they have blamed Trump for up to this point, they've been doing behind the scenes. Hillary got caught with the whole email scandal, uh, which was set up as a deterrent. So she was the one that was actually you know, providing Russian disinformation, and she was the one working with the Russians, and they blamed Trump for it. They, hell, they impeached him for it. Okay. Now, all the other crooked deals where they're always saying, well, what interests does Trump have in all these different countries with his money and who does he got deals with and whose pockets is he in? That's all Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been in everybody's pocket using his family name, filtering the money through his son and his brother, okay, enriching themselves off of us. Us, we the people. He used his power for the United States to make his family richer using us. And how should we allow this man to run for president? We shouldn't. He, he has no right to be president in the United States. He has no right to be a politician. What he has a right to do is be breaking rocks in a prison somewhere. That's where he needs to be. But instead, with the corruption at the level it is at, at the top end of the United States, he's out running for president calling President Trump a liar, running on his platform. His only platform is COVID, 
COVID, COVID. That's all you hear from him, CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, and every other stupid outlet out there. That's all they have, COVID, COVID, COVID. And how ironic that just a week out, all of a sudden, the cases started spiking again. Isn't that ironic? Everywhere it's spiking again. A lot of states are still being locked down severely, but they're spiking. Everybody's spiking again, and now we're at the highest level since the pandemic started. Isn't that amazing right before the election? If you can't see that they're using this pandemic as a political weapon to win an election, man, you need to wake up. You really need to pay attention. If you're that blind and you don't see what this is truly all about, then you know, do, do some more homework. Wake up. Go talk to some more people because you are being fooled beyond belief. I'm not saying COVID is fake. That's not where I'm going with this. What I'm saying is what they're telling you about it is not real. All the numbers con- contradict themselves consistently. The CDC itself comes out with numbers proving that COVID is nowhere near as deadly as they say it is. This is the CDC itself. Uh, the News Channel 1 ran something on it. I'd like to play that for you as well so you can hear all the live numbers for yourself to really see how non-lethal this virus is. So here's that clip. The latest numbers from the CDC reveal hospitals have been counting patients who died from serious pre-existing conditions as COVID-19 deaths. One America's Pearson Sharp has more as the CDC counts over 51,000 patients who died from heart attacks as opposed to coronavirus. The Centers for Disease Control have updated their death counts for coronavirus and reveal yet again that COVID-19 is rarely the actual cause of death among coronavirus patients. According to the CDC themselves, of the 220,000 deaths attributed to the coronavirus, 87,000 of them died from pneumonia and influenza. Another 17,000 died from chronic respiratory diseases and 26,000 died from respiratory distress syndrome. 44,000 patients died from hypertensive diseases, 23,000 died from heart disease, and a whopping 28,000 died from cardiac arrest and heart failure. Yet all of these, even patients who died from heart attacks, were marked down as dying from the coronavirus. Doctors who spoke with One American News explained that 131,000 patients who are being considered COVID-19 deaths already had life-ending diseases, including cancer, dementia, and even end-stage renal failure. And according to the CDC, again, if you look at place of death, you'll see that some 10,000 patients who died from COVID were on hospice care, meaning they were terminally ill to begin with and were already expected to die. Doctors tell One American News that all of these patients were critically ill and likely died from their pre-existing conditions without any help from the coronavirus. However, they explain that the CARES Act, passed by Congress in March, gives hospitals a 20% bonus on their diagnosis-related group paid for by Medicare. Essentially, that means doctors are being paid to list deaths as coronavirus without any indication the patient's death was actually COVID-related. The 1918 Spanish flu is often used as an example of a comparable pandemic, and perhaps it's more comparable than most people realize, according to the National Institutes of Health and even Dr. Anthony Fauci himself. In a 2008 paper, explained that the majority of deaths during the 1918 and 1919 pandemic were not caused by the influenza alone. Instead, Dr. Fauci says that the vast majority of deaths were caused by bacterial pneumonia. 
Exactly. What the CDC shows, we're witnessing again today. The CDC backs these numbers up, explaining that coronavirus itself is responsible for just 6% of all deaths listed as coronavirus-related. The other 94% of deaths are due to pre-existing comorbidities, including serious illnesses and advanced age. However, despite this report being officially published by the CDC, so far the mainstream media have completely ignored it, instead continuing to hype a pandemic that seems less dangerous every day. Pearson Sharp, One American News. Now, if you go on the website, you can find this information out for yourself. It's not like it's a hidden secret and you can't find it and just one news outlet ran it and that's it. Now, one news outlet did run it and it's a shame, but the pandemic that it shouldn't even be a pandemic. It's not even as deadly as the common flu. If you take 94% out of the total amount dead, on average, it's either in line or it's a little less than we lose people in a normal flu season. We lose on average around 30,000 people during a normal flu season. And if you look at some other numbers that have been reported, look at how many flu cases there's been this year so far. The number is almost zero. We're on a normal year. We'd have, you know, thousands and thousands of cases already. Why is it almost zero? Are they attributing all flu-like symptoms now? Now everything's COVID? So that's Joe Biden's big platform. COVID, COVID, COVID. Because he can't challenge Trump on the economy. He can't challenge Trump on anything that Trump's done. He can't hit him with the black thing no more. That It's been played out. People don't believe it. Even black people don't believe it, but the Democrats are so damn stupid that they don't see that the black people have woken up and don't care anymore, and they do not believe in all this racist nonsense that they're trying to portray Trump's this big racist. It's it's really become just dumb to listen to. It's all just dumb. But it's been it's been productive these these last this last week so far between like I said all the celebrities coming out, all the Hunter Biden stuff being exposed. And uh, just Joe's platform in general is just garbage. It's just all COVID. I don't know how this man, I don't know how the polls have this man up. Now, I've said in previous podcasts, I have even did a podcast on polling. I think polling sample is extremely poor. I don't believe them one way or the other. And what that means is I don't believe them if they say Trump's winning or losing. I don't believe the polls at all. I do believe my eyes. And what I see is a whole different ballgame. What I see is there is literally zero enthusiasm for Joe Biden. And Trump is just exploding all over the place. You know, Trump's not running against Joe Biden. Trump's running against Trump. Okay, people either just hate Trump and they'll vote for anything else that's breathing, or they love Trump and they're going to vote for Trump. That's really what we're down to here. Because it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Have you, I, I personally haven't. Has any, you seen anybody or heard anybody say, man, I just, I'm so excited, man. I can't wait for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to be the best. He's the best, man. He's going to come out. You don't know what he's saying. You don't know what he's talking about. He looks like he's dead half the time. Oh, you know what? A funny side note. If you have not seen the weekend at Biden's uh, Trump campaign ad, you have to go look it up. It's hysterical. You, you will certainly enjoy that. That's a treat. I was dying. I was rolling. It's done so well. It actually looks like a movie. It, it was, it was really pretty entertaining to watch. So if you haven't seen it, look up weekend at Biden's kind of like weekend at Bernie's. And, uh, I think that'll, uh, bring a little bit of joy into your life right now under these stressful times. Uh, we're four days out from election. 
Hopefully everything goes extremely well for us in the next four days. Hopefully Republicans keep turning out big and early voting and get to the polls even bigger on Election Day. Uh, Get out and vote. Do what you got to do. Please vote correctly. Vote for what you believe in. And uh, that about wraps it up for me today. Uh, If you like what you're hearing or if you want to contact me, make any suggestions, have any criticism, Gmail is ljconsercrn at gmail.com. I'm at Twitter at ljconsercrn, or I am on Parlor at Joe Little. Thanks. God bless. Have a good one.